Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. We need the infrastructure bill. This bill is chock full of government dependency programs. Inflation. Big spending and more borrowing is only going to add to inflation. Americans are pushing back. Parents at school board meetings, pilots at Southwest Airlines. Stand up not just for folks in Virginia, but for folks around this nation. No more left liberal policies. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right. Welcome in. It's a new week. Benny is back. I'm back. He was, uh, now Now that you're back, I guess we can uh, say that he was up Washington. Washington. He was up, was north of Washington, way north of Washington, <laughs> yeah. up at West Point watching Wake Forest. Score 70 points over... How many did the Army score? Army scored 70. Wake scored 56. 70 to 56. No, 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 no. Army won? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Wake scored 70 and Army scored 56. What yeah. is the record for the most points scored in a... That was the most points scored for either one of them in any game in their history. Wow. I mean, it was... Uh, <laughs> a lot of... As, as Benny was saying, they ran out... You know how they fire the cannon at East Carolina games. Well, what do you say? They fired it six times every time they scored yeah, a every touchdown? every time Army scores, they fire these howitzers across the lake from the stadium. And um, they, they, they fire six times for, you know, six points when you right. score a touchdown. <laughs> so what is that, 48, yeah, 48 uh, times, I uh, guess, with uh. Uh, those number of scores. So, you know, I was wondering a lot if they of really – Yeah, I was wondering if they really had that many charges <laughs> prepared normally. But uh, if you've ever – never been to a game at West Point uh, – and I've been to a lot of sporting venues. I mean, top sporting venues. And it ranks up there in the, in the top About the experiences. Size you can get. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just the – you know, before the game, the review of the cadets. Um, and then, uh, you know, they, they pair, parachute the Black Knights in, land at midfield. And they do that again at halftime, and it's just the uh, it's it's more than just a game, and it was a sellout. There's it not was, a boring moment. No, and oh. Army's uh, prior to that, Army was four and two, and of course Wake is still undefeated. So I mean, it was it was uh, well, Wake Forest defense is just average, but boy, their offense. <laughs> yeah, I think both teams scored their touchdowns on about two plays, two different plays. They uh, Army had no answer for Wake's. They couldn't defend the post play. I mean, they got their two wide receivers were much bigger and faster. And uh, Wake just could not stop that belly dive and the pitch. I mean, Army can run the ball. You know, they run the wishbone. So, it's it was it was offensive game if you like offense. Well, congratulations on a good weekend, a good, a good game to watch. And uh, Benny was up there with one of his sons looking over the academy. So, uh, you never know what's going to happen uh, in the next uh, few years in the – Benny family, we'll see. Uh, speaking of sports, oh, by the way, too, I, I got to say kudos to the Pirates. I mean, who who would have thought they would have taken it into overtime down at Houston? <laughs> There's a story there. I was we, we went to bed early on Saturday night because we had a long day Friday on the tour, a long day of the game Saturday, and we went to sleep early. And um, let's just say some New Jersey people uh, that were enjoying a a, a wedding party next door to us in our hotel room woke me up at about eleven thirty and kept me up to about three thirty. Uh but anyway, so I woke back up and said and flipped on the game and said, Wow, it's twenty four ten and I just kept watching it and saw East Carolina tie it and then go in overtime. I was like, Wow. Yeah. 
that was a victory. And how about the Illini? I know this is not a sports program. We're going to get on with it. But the Illini taking uh, Penn State into nine overtimes and finally beating them. Yeah, I think that was a record, I believe. Yeah. Of course, the overtimes now are just one play per overtime, so it's it's not exactly how it used to be. But speaking of sports, this is a little more apropos for uh, News and Views. Uh, remember the all-star fiasco down in Atlanta earlier this summer? Oh, yeah, where Stacey Abrams and others kind of. Yeah. Poetic justice. Atlanta is uh, now. Now is Stacy going to demand that they take the uh, World Series somewhere else? Yeah, and how about Major League Baseball? Or are they going to say, "Okay, Atlanta, you got to play your uh-huh. home, got to play your home games in uh, uh, for the World Series in Berkeley, California, yeah. or something?" Yeah. <laughs> and again, remember they moved it from Atlanta to Denver to Colorado, where the irony is Denver is seventy six percent white, Atlanta is fifty one percent black. And they estimated that Atlanta and the 51% of black-owned businesses lost $100 million. But Stacey Abrams, hey, let's pat her on the back. Well, who was it? Mal- Malcolm X said the most dangerous thing to a black man is a white liberal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so uh, I think that's true today. The, um, by the way, uh, speaking of Stacey Abrams, she was up in Virginia campaigning for Terry McAuliffe. PJ Media had a great article today talking about just the fact that Democrats are are chronic liars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's no other nice way to put it other than the fact that they're chronic liars. They're constantly lying about Republicans. They're constantly lying about election integrity and trying to frame Republicans who want election integrity as being these racists who want to do anything to keep blacks from voting in the next election. Uh, one of, and Stacey Abrams is right there leading the parade. She is still flapping her gums about the fact that she should be the current governor of Georgia. And... And not not based on any fact at all. Over the weekend, she and Terry McAuliffe got up and again made those same ridiculous claims that she ought to be governor and that, you know, it was her entitlement to be governor. And it was taken away from her because the current governor of Georgia, Kemp, you know, did everything he could to make sure that she didn't get her rightful votes. And, of course, Terry McAuliffe is sitting there nodding away, as he, as he did, by the way, with Barack Obama when he was up there over the weekend. Um, back on October the 12th, on this program, I don't, I don't remember exactly what I said or you said, but it was for something about the election for fraud in last November's election. And I'm sure we said something along the lines that nobody in his right mind would actually think that there was not cheating going on in the last presidential election. Well, our producer today, Clark Willis, was notified by YouTube that the content from that program has been removed from YouTube, which I don't really care. I mean, basically, this is a live program. If they take it off two weeks later, I mean, do do we really care? I'm I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. Just so long as those big checks from YouTube keep coming. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just keep the checks coming. (laughs) But 
I mean, do you think for one second, and, and you made this point when we were emailing each other back and forth, texting each other back and forth earlier today, do you think for one second that they would ever remove anything that Stacey Abrams says about the fraudulent election in Georgia, which there's no empirical evidence of that at all. And she's been saying that for, what, four or five years now? Yeah. Well, since uh, she lost, when she lose? Back in 2016? Uh, 20, 2016. 2018. 2018. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was mid, mid, yeah, uh, she's, and she continues to say, they're going to remove her, but I'll <laughs> remove our content, yeah, in a heartbeat. You know, I can't figure Stacey Abrams out, uh, much like, much like President Obama, President Obama, I, I used to give him more credit than a lot of Republicans would give him for. President Obama was he's, he was gifted. I mean, he was really gifted at when he when he was talking about something, and I and I heard many topics he would talk about that I was. I mean, honestly, I'm an expert at, and I knew that without a doubt he had absolutely no clue what he was talking about, but he was very good at convincing most of America that he was up on the subject. Stacey Abrams. On the other hand, I, <laughs> not so much. I actually think Stacey Abrams has a, she has told this lie so much. She has convinced herself of it. Yeah, she might. I mean, I really do. Cause I don't think she's that good at telling it. I think she has convinced herself and she's delusional. Well, if you say it often enough, and when you have the aid of the mainstream media going along with you, you know, there, there's probably a few folks that speaking of uh, Obama and Stacey Abrams, Obama was up in uh, Virginia over the weekend, and he condemned—this is cut one, Clark, not cut two, but cut one—convinced um, that the things that Glenn Youngkin, who is running against uh, Terry McAuliffe—and by the way, it's tied, 46 percentage each is the latest polling. So if if it's tied, it probably means—in all honesty, I'm not just saying this—it probably means that Youngkin's actually ahead— because the bias in so many of these polls is in the favor of the Democrats. If if they are calling President Obama in to campaign yeah, for him, yeah. their internal polling says something yeah. a lot worse than being tied, I think. Well, and and the the fact that they're bringing Joe Biden in and and <laughs> uh, you know, and Terry McAuliffe was critical of Joe Biden just a couple of weeks ago. Well, for the life of me, why would you bring Joe Biden yeah. in and risk him saying something stupid? Which, yeah. I mean, which is, is like not, a 99.9% yeah. chance. But listen to what Obama said when he was up there campaigning for Terry McAuliffe, talking about, well, just mocking what is currently going on in Northern Virginia and Loudoun County. We don't have time to be wasting on these phony, trumped-up culture wars, this fake outrage that, that right-wing media peddles to juice their ratings, and the fact that he's willing to go along with it instead of talking about serious problems that actually affect serious people, that's a shame. That's not what this election's about. That's not what you need, Virginia. Instead of forcing our communities to cut back at a time when we're just starting to recover. We should be doing more to support people who are educating our kids and keeping our neighborhoods safe. Really? Really? <clears throat> Phony trumped-up culture wars and fake outrage. Two young ladies were raped this last year mm -hmm. because of, well, I mean, one happened before the transgender policy, but it was over the transgender philosophy that we know this one young lady, the, the daughter of Scott Smith, was raped. And then, um, so you, you call that trumped up culture war, fake outrage. 
Then he goes on to say, instead of stoking anger uh, aimed at school boards and administrators who are trying to keep our kids safe, and he said this, we should be making it easier for teachers and schools to give our kids the world-class education they deserve and to do so safely while they're in the classroom. It was in the public school building that these two young mm-hmm. ladies were raped. Yeah, I, I think this is going to really hurt McAuliffe because y- y- I don't. I'm not. I forgot what event he was at, but I mean, he was there. People in the crowd. There. I mean, he, he's, oh, he was campaigning for he, McAuliffe, but he was speaking to an echo chamber. People yeah, that would show yeah, up to yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. th- they are committed McAuliffe voters. Yeah. So, but but I think he just gave a campaign ad to Yunkin. Bingo. That, that just says, hey, they don't take you serious because in Virginia, Virginia has an awful lot of independents, and. You know, for the longest time, Virginia was truly a purple state. Now, in the last few elections, it's it's kind of looks kind of blue, but there's still a lot of independents in Virginia, and, well, and that's who they that's who they need, and they well, just well, lost and, and they need Northern Virginia. Yeah, and right now in Northern Virginia, that's where the parents are really ticked. Yep, and they've had it, and it's um, I mean, there's there's voter after voter that has. I mean, there's been several publications people talk to these people in Loudoun County that hey. I didn't vote for Donald Trump. I didn't vote, uh, you know, didn't vote for Republican in the last two or three elections. They're not voting Democrat this time. So, I mean, I I think that was a mistake on McCall's part. Brandon Mitchin, a frustrated father of three in Loudoun County, said that's the most tone-deaf statement I have ever heard talking of uh, what uh, Obama just said. First and foremost, everything that has come up with the cover-up in Loudoun County has to do with sexual assault on girls. To say this is trumped up as a political thing is laughable. And there are a bunch of statements in this Fox News story from parents that are are just totally frustrated. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, what are you thinking? How dare you say that, that it's trumped up? Um, Laura Zork, Director of Education Reform at Building Education for Students Together, said, quote, Obama is either clearly clueless or intentionally misleading the crowd. I, uh, the crowd. I think it's the latter. Parents are fed up with politics being forced down the throats of our kids, she said. Par- parental rights is on the ballot in Virginia. This is not a Republican or a Democratic issue. It's a parent's issue. That goes back to what you were just saying. There are a lot of independents, and I think there are enough Democrats that are saying the heck with this. We're, we're, we're done with it. We're sick of this authoritarianism. We're sick of our kids not being taught what they need to compete, which are the three R's. And we're sick and tired of the—don't come in and talk about how we have no right to have a comment or, or, or Obama coming in and saying we need to keep our kids safe when there's—your policies are causing rapes, allowing rapes. I shouldn't say causing, but allowing it to happen. Well, I mean, this kind of proves— where the Democrat Party is nationally, because Terry McAuliffe, I mean, oh, he's he's right there. I but, mean, he's the head of the DNC. But 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 you think about where he is now in his positions. You know, he's a Clinton guy. I mean, he's been with Big the Clintons time. forever. But uh, he he was fairly middle road Democrat, really. But he has gone so far left because to survive in the Democrat Party, yeah. you cannot be a centrist yeah. on any yeah. issue. Congratulations to Bernie Sanders and AOC. They've done it. They've they've pulled the whole party so far over. But they've also, my humble opinion, they're destroying the party. I, I, I think it's, uh, I mean, consider this. Virginia has about 1.3 million students enrolled in public schools. 1.3 million students 
Ralph Northam last time won the state by just 200,000 votes. I mean, that is notable that you've got the the, head, the guy that's running mm-hmm. as a Democrat as saying parents have no right to, to have a say-so in what their kids are being taught in public schools. Uh, Northam was the governor of blackface, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Although now he says, well, I don't know if that was me or not. <laughs> so After they said it was, he doesn't know whether it's anyway. Anyway. <laughs> There are a lot of mama bears and papa bears up in Virginia, and they've had it. Hey, we've got to take a time out. Stay with us. Lots more to talk about. 561-8255. We'll be right back. Costumes. Let's see. Batman, Dracula, a zombie, and um, let's see. What are you supposed to be? I'm like um, a news anchor. Oh, my God. No, not CNN. I'm a good anchor. The news is full of tricks and treats. Your afternoon hosts will fill your bag, even when the news is too scared up. Now back to news and views with Tom and Benny on Talk 96.3 and 1037. All right, welcome back in. It is National Mother-in-Law Day. My uh, mother-in-law has gone to her eternal reward, so uh, won't be celebrating a lot uh, at the Lamprecht house. I had a good one. I had a good. I one. had a very good mother-in-law. They had a. They get. They get a bad rap. You know, they jokes. Do. The brunt of jokes. That's an appropriate question for you to ask. <laughs> but I had a very good one. Ooh, can you imagine the son-in-law of Nancy Pelosi? I just had my hair washed. Ooh, yeah, she'd have to have a mighty thick skin. Yeah, her daughter would have to be very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> well, do the acorns fall far from the tree? Oh, that's very catty. A little trivia question for you. What year do you think the microwave oven was first, the first microwave oven was sold? How many years ago? What year do you think it was? I'd say about 1977. Believe it or not, I would have said the same. 1955. Wow. First microwave oven was sold by Tappan. Mm-hmm. On this day, 66 years ago, cost? Uh, I, I, I bet a couple thousand at 1200 least. 1200 bucks. Yeah. And now you can buy one for, what, 50 bucks, 75 yeah. bucks, brand new? <laughs> I mean, the little ones, they're pretty cheap. I remember before when they, well, when it came popular, you know, what, in the 70s or whatever, 70s or 80s, <laughs> I remember people used to talk about, yeah, I got a $500 clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because a $500 popcorn machine that, that tells time, yeah. you know. And they were they were pretty large. I remember our yeah. first one took up about half the counter. And, uh, yeah. I, I had a large one I bought in college, being a poor college student, paid 25 bucks for it, and I used it like 20 years. And I think I sold it for like 50 bucks. Yeah, those, those original ones hung in there a long time. Of course, they didn't have the rotating gizmo in the Of course, the I probably got some radiation from it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, remember how controversial they were. Oh, yeah. You know, that you'll, you'll be impotent if you have a microwave in the oven. <laughs> a microwave in the oven. A microwave oven in the house. Yeah, okay. Take a look at your weather forecast. Tonight, a slight chance of showers between 10 and 11 o'clock. Otherwise, a low around 51 with cloudy skies. Tomorrow, mostly sunny. High's only going to be 68. So, uh, And it's going to be windy tomorrow. High gusts near 23 miles per hour. Tomorrow night, mostly clear. Low around 48. So get the blankets out. Uh, Wednesday, sunny with a high near 69. And uh, low on Wednesday night with clear skies around 51. So the wind to blow those beautiful leaves off the trees. That you know, Probably the so. trees are looking yeah. really nice now. Yeah, well, it took them a long time to look nice, and now the wind's going to come and blow them all away. News and Observer is reporting the Chapel Hill 
Carborough City Schools will give the students the entire week of Thanksgiving off to support students and staff's mental health and wellness. <laughs> the new days off, an optional teacher workday, and two new wellness days are among several new initiatives the school board approved last week. In the presentation Thursday night, Superintendent Na Hamlet cited feedback from employees, students, and families as reasons for the initiatives. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think if you went into your office and said to your employees, you know, uh, we're going to put this up for a, a vote. Uh, I just want to be real sensitive to you. But how many of you all would like to have the entire week of Thanksgiving off? We're going to put it up for a vote. I can answer that. <laughs> I, I mean, Madison uh, Lynn, the Chapel Hill student body president, said there is a mental health crisis at the high school level. There are five lunch periods at her school making it hard for students to meet with teachers or clubs. Requests for student events continue to be denied despite COVID-19 protocols that have led such events returned in the order of district. Uh, and these poor, poor people, these I mean, have, 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 such stories of such hardship. Mm. I can't imagine the pain and suffering. Be still my heart. Give me a break. You know, probably <laughs> our mental health state would be a lot better if um, we get we, rid of Biden. <laughs> well, if we didn't have a governor that has locked down the state yeah. like he's Vladimir Lenin or something. Bingo. For the last 18 months. Well said. PJ Media is reporting that none other than Donald Trump Jr. calls the Washington Post Let's Go Brandon Walkback the greatest correction in the history of journalism. By the way, um, last week when you were out, we played the Let's Go Brandon uh, song, the rap song. Uh, <laughs> it is at, it, it was two last week. It's actually up to number one now. The anti-Biden rallying call Let's Go Brandon is taking over iTunes uh, with rapper Bryson Gray um, poking fun at the president, number one on iTunes. I actually heard it. I was I was somewhere heading somewhere and listening to the show, and I actually heard that. I see you know, that might be a rap song I can get used to. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Oh my! Clark, right on time there. Thank you, sir. Anyway, over the weekend, the Washington Post published a return-to-civility type piece decrying the increasingly vulgar taunts, taunts uh, hurled at uh, Pathetic Joe. Does anyone recall wringing its, the Washington Post wringing its hands over Bush Hitler <clears throat> when they were basically calling Bush Hitler? Yeah, or the yeah. Washington Post pushing the Russian collusion stories saying that Russian prostitutes peed on Donald Trump and on the bed that Obama was uh, going to occupy when he came over. And, in fact, the Washington Post was actually participating in those taunts. But now it's suddenly time for civility. One of our listeners just texted me and said that, uh, FYI, iTunes took that song down off their website due to medical misinformation. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I that's what I have here and this person follows this uh, stuff pretty closely so probably so uh, who was it um maybe this is your story and I'm I'm but it was it of uh on the house floor a guy from Florida oh yeah ended yeah. his speech let's go let's Brandon. go Brandon yeah yeah no, no I was not going to bring that up but you're right <laughs> but you know it's it's interesting though that really needs to be noted there are all kinds of 
uh, organic eruptions against Joe Biden without the mainstream media. Now, these eruptions against conservatives are with the help of the mainstream media. Right. Mm. But, I mean, you've got people putting up homemade signs. There's one guy, Michael, uh, a guy named Michael Dick, has uh, put in his front yard all kinds of homemade signs, including a large yellow placard with um, basically a list of grievances against uh, Biden, $4 a gallon for gas, inflation, Afghanistan, COVID-19. Um, another, Michael Schwartz, has used black black spray paint to scrawl Joe <laughs> Joe blows across the electric paint poster board and there's uh but I, the, the bottom line and then constantly let's go Brandon and constantly uh, Joe Biden I, these are organic eruptions that people are sick and tired of Joe Biden and I, again, chants against Republicans have got to have the mainstream media leading the charge. Uh, nobody, n- nobody in the uh, on the on the right or left got people to say Joe Biden or let's go Brandon or anything <laughs> else. Uh, people are sick of Joe Biden and they're sick of the authoritarian crap being stubbed down their throat. Well, you know, the mainstream media, in particular CNN, needs to, uh, they need to get a grip on just how bad, they, and the people are starting to realize this, their ratings. Oh. I, I read this week, yeah. uh, this well, actually this morning I read. I think last week they were the lowest they've been in ever, a long time. Not a single Every- program with over a million viewership. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was I, under I a think million. all of, uh, across the board, Fox is just beating CNN hands down, not even close. But again, you know, we're talking about the evidence that Stacey Abrams, you know, claims she won the election and, you know, iTunes is taking us down because we claim that uh, there was fraud in the last election. Uh, Again, this is just pretty subtle evidence. It's hard to believe that 81 people, 81 million people voted for Joe Biden. And yet so quickly and completely they've turned on him. But no, but we can't question that Joe won that election. <laughs> I mean, are, are the are the voters of uh, America that stupid that they didn't see this coming? I mean, a lot were, but eighty-one million. <laughs> I'd be willing to bet that Joe has to be reminded every morning that he won the election. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. I'm being serious oh, yeah. saying that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, the North State Journal is reporting that uh, on Friday Joe came out and said that he would be in coming weeks. He would be moving to fundamentally alter the filibuster or even eliminate the legislative roadblock that empowers the Senate minority as he aims to pass sweeping voting laws and secure the national credit. Now, now he said this. I mean, there's no way that he can do this. He could try, um, but there's no way he's going to get this through on the voting law, H.R. 1 or any other H.R. 2 or any other voting law by uh, doing away with the uh, filibuster but he is talking about it but do these have the libs forgotten how they live to regret harry reed's elimination of the Mm. nuclear option or Mm. using the nuclear option um and and uh when it came to approving justices and how that backfired do they not realize that in a less than less than 18 months uh, you know, uh, barring another fraudulent election, but YouTube's going to knock this broadcast off as well, I guess, with uh, that the Republicans will be in charge of the House and the Senate. And um, 
suddenly it will uh, be pretty overwhelming. I think they're desperate. I, I think they realize where they are. I mean, they realize where they were in the presidential election. Um, this is the last grasp, you think? N- no way, no way. Joe Biden's ever, ever their candidate without the pandemic. I mean, yeah. there, I still say there's a plan. There's a plan in place. I don't know what it is yet. I think I've got a, a good suspicion, but um, they they are desperate to get whatever they can get done before the midterms because. I mean, what is the House margin right now? It's um, not much. Not much, and the Senate margin's obvious. Um, Fifty-fifty, but yeah. yeah, the House is. Uh, is it is it even a dozen now? Yeah, it's less than less than a dozen, I think. But if if the election was today, I mean, it, it's still it's still a ways away to the midterms. But if election was today, I, it would be a landslide, I think, to re- oh, yeah. move people. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> And I know that, uh, you know, it's basically, what, a, a year and a uh, year and two weeks? No, a year and a week away. Like, what was it? Yeah, um, it'd be about a, a year and a week away from uh, next Friday, this coming Friday. So uh, in some ways, that's a long time in political times, uh, you know, in political years or months. But, uh, yeah, I don't see it turning around that drastically between now and uh next year's election hey we're gonna take a time out lots more to talk about stay with us tom and benny be right back this is your drive at five and en this is your drive at five and enc with tom lamprecht welcome back to news and views on talk 96.3 and 1037 so um, the individual who was listening and texted Benny saying that the Let's Go Brandon number one iTunes song has been taken down for medical misinformation. Apparently that is correct. And we're, we're reading stories during the break here trying to figure out why. And the only thing we can figure out is because in the song, in the rap song, he's talking about Biden's cognitive abilities not being all that they should be uh, that's my i'm phrasing <laughs> it the in in the way i think he meant it um so are you kidding me <laughs> are you kidding me that itunes is questioning uh, that itunes is saying well you can't question his cognitive ability <laughs> probably if they got every doctor in america in a room other than what is it sanjay gupta or whatever his name is on cnn i think all of them would say yeah i can clearly see that guy's yeah. got cognitive ability issues and again mm. i'm not i'm not giving joe uh an unfair hard time here but I, again remember he has had part of his brain removed, mm. and uh, the part that he had removed, apparently, from surgeons I've talked to, it is basically your filter that you learn what to say and what not to say. Did you talk about—let's see, if we had a show—I don't remember. Have we had a show since the uh, town hall? Yeah, we, we, yeah that okay. was Thursday. We were okay. on okay. Yeah, I had yeah. a couple of clips from that. Uh, okay. yeah, Joe was— So you talked about his you know, holding his hands like he was holding a podium. I don't know what he was doing. I mean, the guy is, well, I, I shouldn't laugh because, you know, you, you don't laugh. At your I shouldn't gra- laugh. You, you don't laugh at your great grandfather as he's declining quickly no, down it, the hill. So. It, I, I think his family's the one that's, yeah, shame should on be him. ashamed. Shame on him. Well, and, and uh, Cooper Anderson, Anderson Cooper, whatever his name is, he's basically filling in the blanks. Oh, yeah. 
and you know, Joe was talking about Los Angeles and couldn't think of Long Beach and asked, what am I doing here? And then at that point, Anderson Cooper says, uh, Long Beach? You're trying to think of Long Beach? <laughs> the Western Journal is reporting two Republican members of Congress found themselves censored on big tech, Twitter this time, last week for stating a simple biological fact about Dr. Richard, please call me Rachel Levin, the first openly transgender nominee to be confirmed by the Senate to federal position as President Biden's Health and Human Services Assistant Secretary, now for the first openly uh, transgender four-star officer to serve in any of our nation's uniformed services. And again, um, four-star general of, what is it exactly? The health department? Uh, I mean, this is... You get you get a uniform. You have a bunch of stripes, and uh, you know Richard. Please call me Rachel Levin. Can now wear a, a girl's uniform. I guess he's feel excited about that. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Levin is transgender, which means that he yes he is a man. That pesky Y chromosome is still there. Um, I, has he had Uncle Albert removed? I mean, that's more than you want to know, but... Uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure if they've done an equipment check, but... Um, anyway. But... Uh, they have done an ugly check, and... <laughs> well, <laughs> kind, so of, kind of favors Captain Kangaroo, except with long hair. Um, anyway, um, Jim Banks... Bushy eyebrows and all. Bush, <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia and Jim Banks of Indiana have both come out with tweets noting that it doesn't really matter what Joe says. It doesn't really matter what everybody else says. The emperor has no clothes. That's not, that's not a good analogy, I guess, because we don't want to see this guy without any clothes. But, but they're speaking the truth. They're speaking what the little boy said when the emperor walked by stark naked, and he says, he doesn't have any clothes on. Um, they're, they're speaking the obvious truth. This is not a woman. And yet... Twitter and the big tech, they, they can't stand it. They've got to take them down. Um, you, you know what's interesting about this is stop and think about how the libs want to come after the Republicans continually saying they have this war on women. And, and stop about I mean, if, if you were a woman, a true biological woman, would you be pleased that a male— is now being praised as the first ever female four-star admiral. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I can't, I just can't get over how the women's rights <clears throat> arm of the Democrat Party is suddenly quiet. Yeah, I, I just, it's really amazing to me. Yeah, but I, I don't. Again, I don't see how um, Mr. Mrs. Levine, whatever. Uh, I, I don't really don't know how to. Dread. Richard, please call me Rachel. Yeah, I, I just don't know how. How do you award? stars to someone that's never been in the military. We talked about that last yeah. week, but I, I just, I don't know. It, it's just another, you know, they just wanted to have that other, you know, checkbox that, hey, we did this, we did this, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know. To quote George Orwell's 1984, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. It's never been more representative of real-life powers than it is today. And the left's demand for our silence speaks volumes. I mean, it does. Mm -hmm. I mean, go back to the last time in world history where you had this kind of iron fist oppression when it comes to free speech. Yeah. 
I, I mean, the thing that comes to mind, I'm sure, has helping, happened elsewhere since the 1930s in uh, Hitler's Germany, you know, when the brown shirts came out and had the book burnings. But that was that was basically, we see that happening. I mean, you don't have books anymore. Very few people buy books. Everybody reads on the Internet. So what do we do? We burn the information on the Internet. You can't have it. Yeah, and that's why, you know, you know, you've got immigrants now that are willing to speak out that have been in places, you know, uh, Eastern Europe, you know, good point. Former Soviet Union, Cuba, just you know, they're China, the ones China, that are speaking all over the world. Out. They're the ones speaking out, basically saying to Americans, "What the hell are you doing? Yeah, wake up! <laughs> I mean, wake up!" North Carolina Republican-led legislature is wrapping up redistricting. This is a once-in-a-decade process, of course, where politicians use the latest census to draw up the state's political districts. The News and Observer is asking the question, will the state's major cities get broken into pieces with a residence spread out among various rural-leaning districts? The GOP-drawn maps were posted online would have led to Republicans winning either 10 or 11 of the state's 14 U.S. House seats in 2020, despite the just under 50% of the combined statewide vote this year going to Republican candidates, according to an analysis by Dave's redistricting app. But while Democrats are worried about the potential that Republicans might pass a map with a lopsided partisan split, there is a separate but related concern that could be the basis for lawsuits against the maps, and that's race. Before the map drawing began this year, GOP leaders passed several rules to govern the process. Democrats quibbled with some, agreed with others. They strongly contested, one, the decision to ban lawmakers from using racial data when drawing maps. Now, this is the irony of ironies. <laughs> it is. I mean, and let me read from the News and Observer just two years ago, back in 2019. A decade ago, North Carolina Republicans redrew their legislative maps to help their party in a way that federal court struck down illegally, depriving black voters of the right to political representation. A state court order struck down Republican-drawn maps as based on pure partisanship. So the GOP-managed-led legislature embarks this year on its most up-to-date round of redistricting. It has pledged not to use race or partisan information to draw the political strains. So the courts are the impetus for why the Republicans are not looking at race when they draw up the maps. Mm -hmm. And what do the Democrats do? They're, they're now upset, basically working against the thing that they worked for just a few years ago, that how dare the Republicans ever consider race when drawing up these maps. Now they're saying you've got to consider race. Well, I know, and the, the Democrats, are, they're just disappointed they're not the ones in oh, charge. That's all, that's all it is. And, you know, I mean, you go back to LBJ when he said, you know, thanks, thank goodness for the Civil Rights Voting Act when, when uh, back in the early 60s, when he blatantly said, we're going to have these blanks voting for us for the next 200 years. Mm -hmm. uh, liberals have been using blacks for their own gain for decades and you know I, and, and now you know i think there's been a huge wake-up call across all races it was uh dan blue said from durham is he from, from durham, durham yeah. yeah senator raleigh senator dan blue said in an interview for this story in the news and observer 
It's certainly not as bad as it was in 1965, but that's not to say it doesn't exist. 1965 is 56 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, more than 50% of our population wasn't even alive 56 years ago. But they're going around now, and the big question that, that this News & Observer article is asking is blatantly asking, and you talk about stirring the pot of racism, is will whites vote for a black? And I asked the News & Observer have you noticed anything unusual about a lieutenant governor? <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's a good point. And uh, Tim Scott down yeah. South Carolina, Barack Obama Barack for that Obama, matter. Barack Obama, two terms. Yeah. I mean, he, here's the bottom line. For you know, for them to, for the news observer to to, to go make, there to make that statement shows just how that <clears throat> they're not that stupid. They're not that ignorant of the information i mean they look at polling data and voting data um you know whites vote for blacks all the time now now blacks do not vote for whites all that often if there's a black person on the ballot that's just a fact well here's the interesting thing though it's not a black white issue it's not a racial issue it's an ideology issue it's a conservative liberal issue and you look at a guy like mark robinson i'd be happy to be his campaign manager I mean, when Mark Robinson was in eastern North Carolina just a few weeks ago, there was a couple of hundred people there. There were blacks and whites, but there were a couple of hundred whites there cheering him on and cutting checks uh, and would love to see Mark Robinson as the next governor of North Carolina. So News and Observer, don't make a political ideology your uh, use racism as your excuse for not having the map's drawn the way they should be drawn. Unbelievable. That's the Democrat way, and they're a mouthpiece for the Democrat Party. We'll be right back. Back to News and Views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. So last week, the United States Senate approved a rather controversial nominee to the United States Department of Education, who served in the Obama administration. Uh, The Senate confirmed Kathleen Kathleen Lamont as Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights in the U.S. Department of Education. Um, This woman is all about the whole transgender deal. She's all about uh, guys, if they want to use the girls' restroom, restroom, locker room, whatever, that's okay. Um, A school, she said, I quote, a school may not require transgender students to use facilities inconsistent with their gender identity or to use individual facilities when other students are not required to do so. So uh, there you have it, the latest addition to the Obama administration, all about transgenderism. Biden administration. Oh, what'd I say? Obama. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> we got to run. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right.